What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction. Of course, I'm your man, Gerard Bonner. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you enjoyed this absolutely epic and incredible weekend and really week of pro wrestling. We call it Mania Week, and it lived up to the billing, to say the least. It was incredible. All things considered, and we're going to dig into all of that. As always, a big thank you to everybody who joins us on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Shout out to all of you who are rocking with us by subscribing to our podcast. If you haven't done so, feel free to do that today. And if you're brand new because you caught us in a number of different places, welcome to the faction. We're a space that loves having intelligent and informed conversation, dialogue, and discourse about pro wrestling. And so needless to say, this week has been amazing, but not just that. Let's just call it the last couple of years have really been incredible. Things you could not predict are going down. And so it is my intent. I think we're likely going to have to break this up into multiple episodes. And that, too, is okay. Like these are the things that are happening in our world uh, because there's just so much to cover. So with that said, the plan today We're certainly going to take a look at the events that have happened during WrestleMania week. We'll dig into the Supercard of Honor, or so we hope. We hope we'll get to Stand and Deliver and obviously WrestleMania, but there's breaking news. We shared it on our social spaces. If you have not heard the news, the conversation is real simple. It is that the unthinkable has happened. WWE has announced its sale. Now, before I get into the details, because part of what we're going to do is discuss the details of what all of this means, I have to say from the jump, We've seen some pretty incredible things happen over the last few years. You know, whether it was the launch of AEW, whether we've seen, you know, streaming just go crazy, AEW's purchase of Ring of Honor last year. Certainly last year we saw Vince McMahon seemingly ousted from WWE. And I say seemingly because by the time we come back to 2023, he's back and he's back with the intent of selling this company which again, some of these things line up in ways that are far better than anything that a storyline could have produced. So with all of that said, I wanna go ahead and give you the details, and I'm going to preface this by saying this, and, and it probably goes without saying, but this is probably for our new audience as opposed to our existing audience, but it's a good reminder as well. We really work hard not to bring you innuendo and rumor, but to bring you fact that has been tested, that has been tried, that has been proven, et cetera, et cetera. If we're gonna discuss rumors, conjecture and the like, we'll tell you that up front so that you understand what's happening. Obviously, there's fantasy booking, all of these other kinds of things. But what we're bringing you is pure fact, first broken by CNN, and really last night, CNBC kind of leaked this idea that this could actually happen. So I wanna share what's actually happening here with WWE, because some of the headlines are a little misleading. So here's what's happening. The parent company, for the UFC, their name is Endeavor. Endeavor and WWE has officially announced that they have signed an agreement 
And here's what the agreement is to do, to form a new publicly listed company on the New York Stock Exchange and operating everywhere else. So there's going to be a new company formed and that new company will consist of the UFC and the WWE. Once this deal actually closes, Endeavor will hold a 51% controlling interest in this new company, and the existing WWE shareholders will hold a 49% interest in the new company. So once again, here's the big piece of news, that there is a new company that's about to be formed because of the purchase of WWE by Endeavor. Now, Endeavor is the parent company for the UFC. We're gonna talk about what they have done with the UFC, which is what makes this so very interesting. Now, a few more interesting details. For one, the UFC right now sits at a value of somewhere around $12.1 billion. The value of WWE is $9.3 billion. Now, the flip side is true where the fan base for the UFC is around 700 million, while the fan base for the WWE is calculated at around 1.2 billion. So you've got fans in both of these brands, you've got lots of money in both of these brands, and these brands are coming together to form a new company. So, this is major news if you think about it. Now, of course, coming into 2023, Vince McMahon, of course, was coming back to the WWE to broker this sale. And if you remember, shortly thereafter, rumors started flying about who would purchase the WWE. And there were a lot of rumors about, you know, a, a consortium from Saudi Arabia. And a lot of people went crazy off of a rumor that was completely unfounded. There have been a lot of suitors, potentially, for the sale of WWE. I commend the WWE and Triple H and the entire crew because while this sale talk was looming, they decided to ratchet up what we would see in terms of in-ring content to where we stopped talking about the sale and we were talking more about the bloodline, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, the Usos, Dominic Mysterio, all of these incredible people. And we managed to have one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time, which we'll get into at some point as well. All the while, the sale talk was going down, but the sale details were actually happening. So here we go in terms of detail, which I think is important. Again, Endeavor will hold a 51% controlling interest in this new company that will be formed, and existing WWE shareholders will hold a 49% interest in the new company. Now, a couple of things you should know. The deal will officially close, it's estimated by the fourth quarter or the end of the year. So there is that. Secondly, what's interesting on this is who's going to be a part of the official company from a leadership perspective as well as from a board perspective. But I wanna share a couple of statements. So statement number one comes from Ariel Emanuel, who is the CEO of Endeavor. He says, quote, this is a rare opportunity to create a global live sports and entertainment pure play built for where the industry is headed. For decades, Vince and his team have demonstrated an incredible track record of innovation and sharehold value creation. And we are 
are confident that Endeavor can deliver significant additional value for shareholders by bringing the UFC and WWE together. So this is a big deal. No doubt about it. Now, on the WWE side, here's what Vince McMahon had to say. He said, quote, given the incredible work that Ari and Endeavor have done to grow the UFC brand, nearly doubling its revenue over the past seven years and the immense success that we've already had in partnering with their team on a number of ventures, I believe that this is without a doubt the best outcome for our shareholders and other stakeholders. So I should mention that the WWE has worked with Endeavor in some way, shape, or form for over 20 years. So this is not a new relationship between the WWE and Endeavor. Vince McMahon continued by saying, quote, together we will build a 21 plus billion dollar live sports and entertainment powerhouse with a collective fan base of more than 1 billion people and an exciting growth opportunity. The new company will be well positioned to maximize the value of our combined media rights, enhance sponsorship monetization, develop new forms of content and purchase other strategic mergers and acquisitions to further bolster our strong stable of brands. I, along with the current WWE management team, look forward to working closely with Ari and the Endeavor and UFC teams to take the businesses to the next level. So I need to tell you a little bit about Endeavor so that you can kind of understand who this group is and again, why all of this holds such immense significance. Endeavor is an incredibly powerful company. So they purchased the UFC back in 2017. And in so doing, as Vince McMahon stated, they've nearly doubled the revenue for the UFC in just seven years. Now, in terms of the IP or the intellectual property that Endeavor owns, and this is going to get a little businessy, but I want you to understand just how significant this is. So they currently own the Professional Bull Riders Association. They also work with the EuroLeague Basketball Group, Miami Open, and the like. Now, here are folks that they represent. They represent the Premier League, which, you know, that is one of the major leagues of soccer. And speaking of major leagues, they represent the MLS, which is, again, the major soccer league here in the United States. They represent Wimbledon. They represent the Super Bowl, the all-star game for baseball, the Final Four, yeah, they represent them too, and the Olympics. And they also work with a number of incredible organizations and firms. So Endeavor's got money. Endeavor is a company that legit could take what WWE is doing to the stratosphere. So I need us to consider that. Consider also the fact that they have been working with the UFC, so they understand combat sports, they understand live entertainment. This is their wheelhouse. This is a far better situation, I believe, than if WWE had sold to any of its other potential suitors. So there's that. One of the other interesting pieces of news coming out of this is that, if you remember, one of the reasons WWE was looking to sell was because of the upcoming rights negotiation, the media rights negotiation, where WWE is figuring out where they will be on television and the like. Well, Endeavor has worked on media rights organization conversations for quite some time. 
And in fact, these media rights renewals are coming up very, very soon for both the UFC and the WWE. So this means we could be looking at a different place to watch the WWE that may or may not exist with Peacock. It may or may not stay with Fox. It may or may not stay with USA. If you remember when these deals were signed, they were five-year deals, and those deals are going to be ending in 2024, which means this year there are going to be the negotiations. It'll probably start in just a few months with media rights organizations, which obviously will pull in more money for this new company. Now, speaking of the new company, we are calling it the new company because a name has not been determined yet for this new powerhouse conglomerate that will contain the UFC and WWE. They don't have a name yet. So let me just give you a little bit of history on some mergers. I actually lived through a couple of mergers. There was a merger between Bell Atlantic and GTE in the world of telecommunications. That produced the company known as Verizon. At the time, I was working on the Bell Atlantic side and obviously became part of what Verizon was doing. I was also part of another merger that happened literally just a couple of years later between Sprint and Nextel, which they all merged into just Sprint. So I've been through a couple of mergers. I've seen how some of these mergers can go. They can all be very interesting. I will say I've not seen a scenario where you have these two powerhouses coming together quite like this in the world of sports. So this is a really, really big deal. Now I want to get to the other piece of news about this that I think is very interesting. Who will lead up the new company? The new company will be led by Ariel Emanuel, who is the CEO of Endeavor. He will lead this new company and he'll continue in that role of chief executive officer of Endeavor as well. Vince McMahon will also be a part of this new company as the executive chairman of the board. Mark Shapiro will be the president and chief operating officer of both Endeavor and whatever this new company will be. Dana White will continue in his role as president of UFC. Nick Khan will serve as the president of WWE. Then there is the board of directors. The board of directors for this new company will consist of 11 members who will be appointed at a later date six of whom will be appointed by Endeavor, and five will be appointed by the WWE. So, let's just think about what that means. What that means is Vince McMahon is very much still a part of WWE. Now, he is a part in the role of executive chairman of the board. Now, I know many of you are asking the question, what does this do to Triple H and creative? Well, right now, we don't have an answer for that. But I will say that taking a look at the success of WrestleMania, which we will dig into in just a few minutes, it's probably safe to say that this new company will want to keep the creative reins the way that they are, given the immense amount of success that happened for WrestleMania, and that has happened in the last nine months for the WWE. That's a big deal. 
Now, together, this new company is expected to deliver an estimated 50 to $100 million in annualized run rate cost synergies by leveraging, among other things, the back office of Endeavor and their robust infrastructure. So there's a lot of real opportunity that I think will happen for both the WWE and the UFC with this. If you've paid attention to the UFC, you will note that the UFC has already learned a lot from the WWE, from their entrances to the way that they promote. All of those things have proven to be really, really big for the UFC. Again, I want to remind people that while the UFC is worth more money right now than the WWE. The WWE has the larger fan base. Let me also say this. If we've watched the strategic moves of WWE over these last few years, they all have been designed to generate more money, to increase the visibility of the brand, to increase the fan base as well. Many have been concerned again, well, what does this mean for creative? And I want to reiterate that Triple H... And that crew right now is still very much in charge of creative. This did not change with Vince McMahon returning to the board. Will it change with the move of Endeavor? I honestly doubt it. And here's why I doubt it. Because they didn't make those kinds of changes in the UFC. If it's not broke, don't fix it. So all of that gets very interesting. Now, we will have more details as time progresses relative to this massive piece of news. But please understand, once again, this is not rumor. This is not conjecture. This is fact. Endeavor has purchased the WWE and will create a brand new company consisting of the UFC and the WWE. It will form a 21 plus billion dollar global live sports and entertainment company whose name is yet to be determined and will be announced in the future. So what are your thoughts on the news of the WWE being sold to the UFC parent company, that being Endeavor? Shout us out and let us know right now on the socials. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start digging into WrestleMania weekend. It was massive. We can't cover it all today, but we will get started in just a few minutes. This is a total package Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perceptions, reality. How do we get on Sons of Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 
people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? Oh. The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever going to happen here. For a few minutes later, it was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a them and there's a you, there will always be a S-H-W. This is Caprice Coleman, and you're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's right, the mount, the style, the grace, the shape, and the face. Support Bonafide Radio, The Faction. Keep it on, baby. All right, so yeah, blockbuster news, the WWE being sold to Endeavor, a new company will be formed combining the UFC and the WWE. That is massive and insane news coming off the heels of one of the most incredible WrestleManias cover to cover of all time. And official news has come out about this WrestleMania, and here is what it looks like. WrestleMania is the most successful and high highest grossing event in company history. The two-night sold-out event at SoFi Stadium set new records for viewership, gate, sponsorship, merchandise, and social media. So check this out. Night one of WrestleMania surpassed the existing global viewership record by 28%. But then night two of WrestleMania surpassed the global viewership record set by night one and did that by 33%. WrestleMania 39 generated a gate of more than $21.6 million. Just so that you understand what that means, they made $21.6 million from ticket sales, just from ticket sales. That beat the previous record by 27%. Over 161,000 people over the two nights attended SoFi Stadium. WrestleMania broke the all-time sponsorship and merchandise records. Sponsorship revenue was over $20 million, which more than doubled the previous record. Merchandise sales were up 20% as opposed to WrestleMania 38, and that set a record back in 2022. WrestleMania 39, the most social WrestleMania of all time, with over 500 million views and 11 million hours of video consumed over those two days. That's crazy. And again, that's just over the two days. We haven't even gotten into what might happen this week. Without question, WrestleMania 39, the most successful WrestleMania of all time. The most financially lucrative WrestleMania of all time. And we can thank Triple H for what was absolutely extraordinary. Now, 
Let's talk about some of these results because some of the things that happened at WrestleMania had people in a virtual chokehold. So let's start, of course, with what happened Saturday night. WrestleMania kicked off with the U.S. championship matches. Austin Theory retained against John Cena. The Street Profits won the men's WrestleMania showcase tag team match, defeating Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders. Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch defeated Damage Control. Seth Freakin' Rollins defeats Logan Paul. Rey Mysterio defeats Dominic Mysterio. Rhea Ripley becomes the new SmackDown Women's Champion by defeating Charlotte Flair. In an impromptu match, Pat McAfee defeats The Miz. And in the main event of the Saturday Night Show, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens defeat The Usos to become the new WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions. Then we move to Sunday night. And on Sunday night, things kick off with Brock Lesnar defeating Omos in the women's WrestleMania Showcase Tag Team match. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeated Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, Natalya and Shotzi, and Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. The Intercontinental Triple Threat title match saw Gunther retain against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Bianca Belair defeated Asuka in the Raw Women's Championship match. Edge defeats the Demon Finn Balor in Hell in a Cell. Shane McMahon returned and was supposed to be in a match against The Miz, but injury changed that, and then Snoop Dogg stepped in to defeat The Miz, and then Roman Reigns retains the WWE Universal Championship by defeating Cody Rhodes. So those are your results from WrestleMania. I'm actually really torn. I'm so torn to where here's what I think we're going to do. I think we're going to discuss these results and their potential fallout in our next episode. That's right. I want you to come back. Check out the next episode as we dig into all things WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. We still have lots more to discuss, including the Supercard of Honor from Ring of Honor and Stand and Deliver. New champions were crowned. All sorts of amazing things happened. And we're going to dig into that in our next episode. So make sure you stay tuned because you do not want to miss that. Until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, I am Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I lead my 